0: Hero? That front? <laughs>
1: What's so funny?
0: I fought a bunch of monsters.
1: Before we begin today, I'd like to issue a bit of a statement on my behalf. So, in previous episodes, I've used the term gamer quite freely, and I'd I'd like to set the record straight that I actually hate this term, (laughs) and I use it ironically, but it's starting to become one of those things where, yeah, you say you use it ironically, but slowly it creeps up on you, and... Next thing you know, you're using it unironically. So, I need to check myself and and cut back on it before I before I become the very thing I hate.
0: <laughs> a real gamer.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always hated it. Because, first of all, it just sounds bad. It doesn't troll off the tongue. But gamers! <laughs> gamer. Um... I'm a gamer. I game. Every damn gaming,
0: I, I, there's, there is like a negative, like it, it, it is a negative stereotype of someone who's like, oh, like in my in my back in my back in my background uh, in my backstory. But they're like, yeah, you know, what do you do outside of work? What are your hobbies? Oh, like I like to sail. Um, <laughs> I like to go hiking. I'm a gamer. <laughs> it isn't as I don't
1: know. I can't... Well, the verbiage doesn't make sense, right? Because game is not a verb. It's a noun. So, like, people who like to read are readers. They're not bookers. People who who go sailing, they're sailors. They're not boaters. (laughs) So that's always bothered me. But, yeah, it's... Over the years, it's just gotten worse with all the connotations. And as we kind of touched on last week, the Joker memes... So, mm-hmm. I do not self-identify as a G-A-M-E-R, but I don't really have an alternative. I guess you could say player, <laughs> but that that doesn't sound great.
0: I can't believe you're a pimp. I knew it. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it this entire time. I mean, technically, we're all players. We, we, play the ga- we all play the game of life, so
1: every, maybe everybody's a player. Once we come up with a better term for that, I will... I'll be a happy man, but until then Until so now I'm just gonna say gamer Gamers As as uh, long as you use that inflection, it's clear that you're using it in a way that you don't endorse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of gamers, before we get to the show proper, why don't we or take a little trip to the game corner? Game corner, remember to hydrate. <laughs> let's let's talk about what we've been playing.
0: Yeah, this week has been a pretty mild week for me. I am still slowly, I wouldn't say slowly, maybe slowly, I'm still working through doing a Nuzlocke of Pokemon White version. Ooh, nice. I am at the, I just, just beat the seventh gym. I am trying to reserve any verdicts until I've completely beaten the story and then delve into the post game a little bit because Gen 5 is not my favorite by far. And I want to see if that has changed recently by you know replaying it again, but some things some things are better. I can say that much. Some things are worse. I can also say that much. <laughs> so that'll be a that'll that'll be a thing once I finish that. But besides that, I've been playing a little a little indie title that needs your help greatly called Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> as always technically. Uh, but the other thing I've, I I I uh, started replaying this week was. Um, Jesus, uh, Final Fantasy XIV Online.
1: Uh oh, I hear that. Uh,
0: I'm back at
1: it. Yeah, I hear that's one that gets its hooks into you. Oh yeah. So, I've I've had this
0: mentality ever since I started playing 14 Online, and that is when I because with, it's an MMO, you obviously pay a subscription. So if you don't log in for a month or like you know how much value is your right. x amount of money? For me, it's twelve ninety nine a month you know, how far is that $12 taking you? Or $13, technically. Mm -hmm. I will, if there's stuff I want to play, like, I knew towards the end of last year that I wanted to start playing white version again, uh, play Code Vein, play remake on hard, and beat Monster Hunter World, I knew that I would have absolutely no time for 14. So I I canceled my sub, knowing I would come back one day, obviously. And that's what I've been doing kind of throughout. I have, I, I have no problem, like, unsubbing for a month or two so I can play something else. I don't want to be shackled to the MMO, basically. But I've, I've unsubbed about four times, so probably like two, three times a year at this point.
1: Just like me and Disney+. Plus.
0: I also left off right before a big story bit, so now, now the hooks are back in me, definitely. Mm. And so I, I guess to explain as well, I resubbed because in the later half of this year, they're coming out with the next expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, online a game that you can play for free up until the end of the first expansion you say at home listen to this right now yeah uh play final fantasy
1: 14 first hits free
0: exactly but you got to keep coming back for more if you are interested in mmo i do encourage you to try out 14 for anybody listening i like it but i'm also you know i've been playing final fantasy since like has it been 20 years it's been over 20 years actually It's been a long-ass time, I can say that much. So there's a lot... 14 feels like a giant homage to all of Final Fantasy. So it feels very, very nice. But you also don't need to understand the the Final Fantasy deep lore just to get enjoyment out of it.
1: On the note of games that get their hooks into you, uh, yeah, I'm still playing Dicey Dungeons. Because it's super fun. So... It's got a nice feedback loop where I mentioned it's kind of a rogue. Well, yeah, it's it's a roguelite. Does that term even mean anything anymore? Regardless, when you die, <laughs> you start over and everything's random in the run. But it's kind of like a half roguelite where, yeah, there's that randomness in place. But there are distinct levels slash episodes is what they're called. Where you do hit these milestones where you actually accomplish something. So, mm-hmm. there are six characters, and each character has six episodes, which is very fitting yep. for Dice. So, there's 36 episodes in total, and naturally, the episodes kind of increase in difficulty, but they all add little twists on the formula. Uh, so, for example, maybe in the as a warrior, then the second episode, he gets two equipment where it's um uh, broad axes, which will double the number of the dice for attack power up until four. But um, I think he also has curse, which will just basically cancel out your equipment randomly, which is very annoying. So okay. things like that, where it puts a spin on it, where it makes it challenging, but usually you'll get some sort of little buff to go along with it. And yeah, it's really fun just going through them. It's a nice way to just be like, all right, I'm going to complete a new episode today and just kind of chip at it. I highly recommend it. I I mentioned last week that the art style is really charming, but that's definitely one of the main appeals. It's um, very cartoony, and it's got really cute writing. So it's got this really nice reward system where when you complete different challenges, basically game achievements, you'll unlock um, little bios for all the different enemies, which I love a good Ah. game with, like, a compendium of the enemies and the monsters. Like, that's just good stuff. Yeah,
0: I was... I was thinking of one, Kingdom Hearts has yeah, that, that and also, but more recently, more recently one, and also in the genre, maybe think of Hades.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I really yep. like how, yeah, like, you have to kind of earn them, so like, that's what this game mm-hmm. does. And it goes through, like, their likes, their dislikes, like, why they're in the dungeon, and they all have, like, really mm-hmm. funny answers based on their personality, so that's fun yeah and the music is amazing so like a game's presentation goes a long way for kind of making me fall in love with it and this this one is firing on all cylinders so highly recommend it there's a very good chance that i'll still only have it to talk about next week (laughs) 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 i would like make a joke about like oh like i'm addicted to it and it's becoming a problem but like at this stage i've learned that if a game comes along and it It has me like this into it. Like, that's not a bad thing. Like, I should embrace it and celebrate it because that doesn't happen that often these days. So.
0: Yeah, but the last game that gave me those vibes was Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Breath of the Wild came out in a very fortuitous time where I had just finished grad school and I was unemployed because I hadn't found a job. So that was the perfect Mm -hmm. storm of like playing eight (laughs) hours a day for like two weeks. (laughs)
0: Wow. But, yeah. I mean, I... I, I'm conscious enough to be an adult in 2021. I mean, this was 2017 technically. Yeah. But Breath of the Wild was the first thing. It made me... it, It gave me, like, the childhood nostalgia. Yes. Like, the, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to play... Like, I... I tend to, like, uh, like uh my brain works, like, I have, like, things I want to do today, like, I want to play <laughs> games, but I also want to clean, but I also need to do, like, yep. I wouldn't say office work, but, like, you know, I mean, for example, we're currently in tax season here, so, like, all I gotta do is like sell my taxes, Ding. yada, yada, blah, blah. When Breath of the Wild came out, for me, it was just,
1: I just wake want to play up, of the Wild.
0: sustenance, play game.
1: Yep, 100%.
0: I now have very fond memories of...
1: Uh, in my mind. Oh, absolutely.
0: Getting warm just thinking about
1: it. Yeah, I think a lot of people had that experience with Breath of the Wild. For sure. And also keep in mind it was basically the only Switch game for like a few months, so you kind of had to yep. just play that <laughs> nonstop. stop <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of Zelda, let's give ourselves a pat on the back for two episodes ago we totally called, well we didn't call it, but we we talked about Skyward Sword on Switch, and how the Joy-Cons would work for the motion controls, and, yeah, that was announced. It's totally happening, and I feel pretty good about it.
0: It's happening. <laughs> I'm not gonna say we called it, but for, for timing's sake, uh, we definitely called it, Somebody Pay Us. Yes. But, but yeah, we just... <laughs> I think we mentioned it at the perfect time. Also, I mean, we're recording this episode the weekend after... The Nintendo Directs. Yes. So, yes. Uh, did you, you, you watch the Direct?
1: Oh yeah, I watched it live.
0: Okay, so when Owl Numa came on, uh, Eiji Numa, call me back, I love you. When he said Hey guys, I know you want to talk about Breath of Wild the Breath of Wild 2, but we currently don't have any news to share. Did that fill you with... Tr- what, what was your reaction to that, I should say? I shouldn't put anything in your head, but what was your reaction?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as he showed up, my immediate thought was like, Breath of Wild 2, it's happening, but um, yeah. Then he said that, and um, I don't know. I was pretty neutral on it because then he like almost immediately said we'll have more updates later this year. So like, okay, okay. But then uh, my thoughts shifted to like, okay, this is going to be the big Zelda thirty five announcement. So I had switched gears to being excited for that, and then uh. it did end up just being a Skyward Sword. A remaster, which which is fine, but like I definitely was hoping for more. So got you. That was kind of even throughout.
0: <laughs> Not saying oh uh, hashtag I called it whatsoever. I'm just like okay, he's he's gonna say that. Hey, we have no news, unfortunately, but you know stick around. We'll give you updates later in the year. So to me, I appreciate open and honesty. I I I, I like effective communication. So I like them saying. Hey guys, like here's the hype train. I'm gonna slam on the brakes, unfortunately. But later this year we'll have some stuff to show you. So I was like, okay. I it's would not be eventually.
1: surprised if we get a full blowout, much like how Breath of the Wild was basically the major showcase for E3 twenty sixteen, where we had known basically nothing mm-hmm. about the game up until that point and then we knew everything. Well not everything, but like Yeah. <laughs> they just they like <laughs> but just but let yeah, us demo well. the great like all of the um the Great Plateau. Yeah, I suspect that, like, I'm not worried about the game's development or anything. I would not be shocked if the game came out later this year, and I was thinking, okay, they probably want to save all of the news for that until later, because the whole point of this Direct is all these mm-hmm. other games for basically the first half of the year, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we got, yes. like, a Zelda Direct. Like, or, or, well, yeah, around E3. Like, that's that's probably exactly what they're doing, to be honest. Good things come to those who wait. So, yeah, we're getting a Skyward Sword uh, on Switch, which should be pretty cool. But other things have been announced: older games being ported to new consoles. I'm talking about Crash Bandicoot on Switch. Yeah, Yep, yeah. Yeah, there's
0: the... <laughs> uh, yeah at, the, at the top of episode four, I was like, "Hey guys, uh, Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC. Nice. But turn on your computer." Um, but yes 1.5 plus 2.5 2.8 final chapter prologue melody of memory and then 3 plus the DLC so
1: that's kingdom hearts 4 point. so that's kingdom hearts 9.8 is coming to PC's new <laughs> oh
0: my god why didn't
1: they call it that
0: <laughs> <laughs> they should have they called it that I think there's two major guffaws with this and that is is going to be an epic game store exclusive yeah because sucks. there i mean there is a there's a current stigma against epic game store exclusives
1: because epic's platform had doesn't have a lot of features Does it have a cart yet no oh my god seriously hasn't it been out for like three years how does uh, it not have a cart it might have been early eight
0: 2018 so three years from about the time we're recording this yeah I don't know. I feel like that's less of a. I personally think it's just they hey, Hey, just buy things singly. Which, as someone who doesn't use the Epic Games Store platform besides redeeming my free game, I personally don't really care about. Well,
1: I know it's a problem if if you're buying a lot of games. Like if there's a sale and you're just going like one by one, it can like trigger like um like a fraudulent purchase on your debit card if you're making so many back to back. Like, I've heard stories of people having to deal with um, that. So, that's, like, actually Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, turns. that changes things. <laughs> but yeah, Kingdom Hearts on PC. I'm pretty neutral, because I don't play on PC. The only thing that really interests me about it is the potential for mods, obviously. Yep. That'll be really cool to see. Because I know the, like, the PS2 modding scene is already, like, pretty extensive like modding in like alternate characters to play as and basically like building like whole Mm -hmm. new campaigns and i know the Cage 2 randomizers like a really popular thing
0: i you mentioned that to me and i was in my i didn't say a lot obviously but i was like i didn't know that was a thing
1: yeah um i follow like a few youtubers on um youtube and twitter and yeah i see them like doing live streams of it all the time so
0: so would it be, like, well, when I get a Keyblade, it's randomly... It could randomly be a different
1: So key. I've never actually watched it, but from screenshots and clips I've seen, it's, like, everything's random. So, like, it's mostly, like, the bosses are random. So, like, you could end up fighting Final Ximnas and Beast's Ballroom. Like, that sort of thing. Oh, boy. And, like, obviously your levels will be, like, completely off. But, yeah, I think it goes as far as to, like, every item's random. So, like... You could just find Ultima Weapon and just a random chest, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I'll definitely... Because I, I think my new PC should be able to handle a PS2 game.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, it can.
1: So I, I may dip my toes into the water, but... Yeah, I'm sure, that, you know, not that there's official PC uh, versions that they'll only take the idea that much further.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think the other one... Again, not Backlash, but one con, is that they're going to be full price.
1: Yeah, that's actually pretty inexcusable, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned.
0: <laughs> I think Melody of Memory and 3 are fine being full price, and we're, defi- we're definitely yes. used to two point two point eight and 1.5. 1.5, 2.5, and the bundle of them together being... I mean, also, for the PC version is 50 for 1.5 plus 2.5, I'll mention that much. But we're definitely used to them being, like, around $40 on average. So it is like, oh, do I buy this for... Like, if a person who has a PC to play games and a PlayStation, it's like, oh, I'm just going to use the PlayStation version. It's probably cheaper. But, you know, not everybody has that option, obviously.
1: Yeah, if you find them on sale, you could get literally the entire series for, like, $60. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. And so, yeah, that's kind of a problem with it just being on Epic, because they can set the price to anything they want. Exactly. yeah, like it's it's weird how like a square has gone through so much effort to make the games easy to access, but um now it's on PC and it's definitely gone back in that respect. Yeah. Where now it's you know you have to buy them separately and for much higher than usual. So I'd be very curious to hear the details of how that mm-hmm. deal was made. Definitely. I'm sure a lot of people will jump on now, because I know a lot of people play PC exclusively. So, more Kingdom Hearts is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I
1: think so. It, I did have my moments way back when Kingdom Hearts 3 was first announced, where I clutched my pearls at Kingdom Hearts on an Xbox yep. console. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, for me, it was just, why is Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox and none of the others? Like, that doesn't really make sense. But now that they ported everything else, I'm like, I've I've made my PC. Yeah, it. it's... I welcome my Xbox brethren.
0: Now they finally have everything. It took a little while.
1: I wonder if we will see 1.5 and 2.5 come to Switch at some point because that's kind of the last, the last bastion, and obviously Switch is huge, so that would be another really big player base. Yeah. So. Time will tell. Yeah. So that's everything for Game Corner. Yeah. Before we move into the episode proper, we're going to introduce a new segment. Where we talk about uh, the Disney movie uh, the world is based on for the episode. So, we've kind of alluded to uh, Tarzan and Alice in Wonderland in previous episodes, but now we're going to give them their own little dedicated segment so we can talk about them and our feelings about them. Uh, and then from there, we can jump into the actual world. Yeah, with that being said, Hercules! Zero to hero! Just like that, Zero to Hero. Uh, yeah, what do we think of Hercules as a movie? So,
0: you mentioned this yesterday, and I told myself I'm not watching Hercules overnight. But I did go back and watch some clips from it, and of course Zero to Hero is is, is beautiful, it is chef kids. Uh, one, I'm lazy and I didn't want to. Two, I figured because Olympus Coliseum, as we keep mentioning, doesn't really have too much story to it. I figure next time we come to Olympus Coliseum, or sometime before we hit Olympus Coliseum again, I will rewatch Hercules.
1: All right, well, I did rewatch it because I'm a good host. I know you
0: would. <laughs> I knew it would.
1: So it's, it's a perfect movie to just have on in the background or have a spontaneous let's watch this tonight. because yep. It's just a ton of fun. Hercules is one of the few Disney movies I actually owned as a kid. I think the only other one that comes to mind that I know we had on VHS was The Lion King. But I distinctly remember I feel like everybody liking
0: Lion King VHS. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. I distinctly remember having on. I think it was on my sixth birthday cause the movie or fifth because the movie came out on it came out ninety seven. So I assume it came out on um, video the next year. Probably. So yeah. I got Hercules for my birthday. So. Yeah, I watched it a lot as a kid, and yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's kind of, like, a hazy between, like, classic and the ones we don't talk about. It's definitely not the same tier as your Lion Kings, your Aladdins, your Little Mermaids, whatnot. Yeah. But like, it has its niche.
0: It does. I think when it came, I feel like,
1: <sighs> it feels, because we were talking about
0: Tarzan last week, obviously, and how. At the time, Tarzan was pretty big. I feel like Hercules, in the same category of this was very popular in the years... Afterwards.
1: Yeah. But I
0: feel like Hercules has a bit more staying power than Tarzan.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because Tarzan so, yeah, did kind of burn and
0: fizzle. Even though there was, what? I feel like every Disney series post like 95 got its own TV show. I, I remember the Hercules TV show because it was young Herc. Basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The thing with Hercules is everything about it is great except for Hercules. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a very boring protagonist. And I noticed last night, he's actually... So, as you mentioned, there's a young Herc. When he's younger, he's a little more endearing. He's got, like, a little more going on where, you know, you're kind of rooting for him. He's still, like, he's still not too exciting, but you at least get where he's coming from. But then once once he yep. muscles up, he just basically loses all his personality, much like in real life.
0: Does he become himbo?
1: I mean, I guess by, like, you know, the the standardized definition of a himbo being a buff, nice, stupid guy. But, like, I don't even know that necessarily Hercules is dumb. He's not too smart, but, like. He's definitely naive. Yeah, so, like, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove is definitely a hembo.
0: Oh, Kronk's a hembo.
1: <laughs> but, like, I don't think Hercules and him are on the same wavelength, so I I definitely, hesitate yeah. to say Hercules is a hembo. Hembo-lease, if you will. So, there, <laughs> it doesn't leave a lot to, like, really <laughs> appreciate about him. He's just there. But, yeah, everything else. Obviously, Hades is great. Meg yes. is great. Uh, Phil is great. The Muses are so great. Pain and Panic are great. <laughs> the The Fate sisters are great. Like, all the other characters are really fun. But then Hercules is just kind of, eh. So, I think mm-hmm. that might be part of why it doesn't really have much staying power for me. Where, like, I love everything about it. But, you know, basically the main plot. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: The music's amazing, obviously. I Won't Say I'm In Love is, personally... My vote for best Disney song, Uh, Come Fight Me. Oh! Yeah. It's good stuff. I would have an opinion
0: if I listened to it last night, but I didn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, was, I listened to Zero by Hero and um, Phil's song. I think it's One Last Hope.
1: Okay. Yeah, that one's, that one's fun, but not in the same league as yeah. the Muse songs. No, it's <laughs> not. No, that- Also, the other problem with it is it just moves way too fast, so... He gets off the island, training with Phil, and then he fights the um, the Minotaur, and saves Meg, and then pretty much the next scene he fights the Hydra. And then after yeah. that, is it a
0: Minotaur? Is it Minotaur or a
1: Centaur? Centaur. Yes, you're right. Um, okay. Then he fights the Hydra, and then after that, he has the big montage where he just becomes a big hero, and he's super famous, and he basically achieves his goal. That's the main bulk of the story. So, like, even okay. as a kid, like. Well, it felt really short to me because it moves so fast. Yeah. With that in mind, like, it doesn't... Like, it doesn't leave as much of an impact on you. Like, the songs are good. The character's good. I really like the art style. Like, it kind of has a different visual direction than most Disney movies. So that's really fun. But, like, just doesn't have a ton of substance to it. Like, it's more like a, a fun time to watch here and there. But, like, you know, if you have a Hercules tattoo... What are you doing?
0: So you're saying Hercules the movie is much like Olympus Coliseum the
1: world. <laughs> Pretty much. So with that being said, let's transition to the world discussion. <laughs> so I mean,
0: I mean, we said it like five times already, but uh well, one, Olympus Coliseum is a world we're going to come back to, and when we do our world revisits. Yes, yes it'll, the cups will be our talk of the town then. But this very, at least the 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 prologue if you will, for Olympus is, just like the movie, there
1: is not a lot of substance, really. Yeah. I have to wonder, which came first? Did Namura want a battle arena slash coliseum world, or did he want a Hercules world, or was it kind of a weird mix of both, where it just happened to be the ideas collided at once, and he figured out Olympus Coliseum? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, did they want a Hercules world, and to like be an actual Hercules world where you're actually
0: exploring, like like how uh, Olympus in three basically
1: is. Yeah, like did they purposefully purposefully design it to cut it mm-hmm. off at the knees? <laughs> and yeah, or this, or is this like from the get go?
0: Was yeah? Yes. I mean, uh, human words. What you're basically saying,
1: like, was this intended to be the
0: arena world, or was there planned to be more? Like, what's the dealio basically?
1: Yeah, so I did. I did a little research to try to, like, see the rationale behind Olympus Coliseum, and I didn't yep. find too much. Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough, but I did find a quote, which I think we can kind of extrapolate from. It was a, an interview for Kingdom Hearts 3. So uh, the interviewer asked, basically, like, why is Olympus Coliseum back? And Nomuro's response was, honestly, there isn't really a special reason. It's just by chance. It appears in Kingdom Hearts 3. Sora has lost all of his powers and needs to get them back. And there's once a hero who regained his own powers in the same way. So it was a perfect fit for the start of the journey. If there's anything I have an emotional attachment to, it's that I want to include Hades. Hades is a fun character, so you kind of want to watch him do things. Yeah! That makes me think that... Yeah, he... <laughs> as you said, he doesn't really have an emotional attachment to the movie, so that makes me, that makes me think... It, yeah, it started as a Coliseum world, and then just as the series went on, they kind of expanded it more and more.
0: Exactly. I feel like that that kind of wraps it up. Or, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Because one is the only iteration where it is strictly Colosseum and kind of nothing else. The other later games do expand. It does become its own, its own world.
1: Yeah, like it's kind of happenstance where, like, each game kind of introduced something new that was worth keeping it in. So, like, obviously 2 has the underworld and then... Birth by Sleep makes sense, because there's the younger Hercules, so that would be a fun way to kind of yes. see a Disney World as a prequel. And then, three, with how the worlds were designed so much bigger, and then the story connection, like he was saying, like, that lends itself well. So, yeah, I feel like they just kind of kept going back to the well with this one, just kind of out of, you know, an accident, really. <laughs> like, I don't think mm-hmm. Nomura loves Hercules, so that's why it's in basically every game. So it's kind of funny how that worked out. Yeah, but yeah, not much to say in terms of the world design—just a bunch of boxes. <laughs> uh, a
0: bunch of boxes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, I, will, I will say you show up, and the, that it's been a running gag for the entire Dark Seeker, the Xe- Xehanort Saga, basically. Yep. Of Sora, Donald, Goofy aren't real heroes.
1: <laughs> Wait, a gatekeeper. So the, the heroes. Started a tradition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yes there are no games happening right now or we know of a past I should say but Phil does let you do training this is also the first instance we get thunder which is
1: nice alright we'll, we'll slow down you're 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 really speeding along here
0: <laughs> yeah there's not much to talk about give the
1: world some credit so when I was a kid I always thought that the world was base like the coliseum was in a desert not clouds <laughs>
0: Ah, ha, ha, ha.
1: Because when you look out the windows, like, does that not just look like sand?
0: I mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I didn't put two and two together, like, Olympus, as in the Mount Olympus, the gods, the clouds. Like, I never realized that, like, it's literally a coliseum, like, of the gods.
0: Yes, it's on
1: Olympus. So, that part's funny, but, Yeah uh there's not really anything to see in the main area because you don't have any of the cups but there are a few chests to grab but yeah you make your way in you chat with phil oh yeah i will say phil's voice actor uh does a pretty good job of like the danny devito impersonation basically
0: robert costanzo oh a legend in his own right but i mean he's, he's in like a lot of things
1: well, I think things what... like a,
0: no, as like a side character, I, I should say, but yes. Oh, uh,
1: like does he have any like notable notable characters? I, on his I went through
0: his, I went through his disc uh, his discography. I I went through his I went through his filmography earlier. Um, I tried to look for like this one. I. Like I tried to look for one iconic role, like something you know, like every actor is usually known for. Yeah. One thing he has a lot of like one offs. Like I know he was like I think in a little bit of the Soprano. Like this is how this is how varied this man gets. He has been in stuff like The Sopranos, NCIS. And then he's also been in Family Guy and Batman.
1: All right, so character actor. Okay. Yeah which is also funny cuz
0: I looked at a picture of him I never seen a picture of him he does look kind of like Danny to, they have the same like bald bald pattern nice <laughs> of like down the middle so <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that he is he is the the voice double for uh, for Danny DeVito, for Phil mm-hmm. so he's in all in all of Kingdom Hearts he is uh, Phil as well as their Hercules speaking of animated series he's also Phil in the Hercules animated series as well. Yeah, a lot of, of that...
1: a lot of the Disney characters will double as whoever the voice actor is, and if they're in a TV show. Exactly. So yeah, we chitty chat with Phil, and he accuses us of not being real heroes. And... Two words:
0: you guys ain't heroes.
1: <laughs> uh, but then the Goofy name drops the uh, the Keyblade, and I love I love Swords' proud look on his face when. Goofy's bragging about him, so he's like, hey, yeah, I am the Keyblade Master. But yeah, Phil gives you thunder, like you mentioned. So yeah, pretty handy spell, uh, especially when you get more magic and then later come back to do the cups. Uh, Thunder's actually- AOE. A-O-E. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Mm. But there's not much you can do with it now uh, because you have to go hit some barrels. <laughs>
0: barrels! Okay. I really do like the barrel forces. It's it's not
1: the worst mini game in Kingdom Hearts 1.
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's not Jungle Slider.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I, I did go back and I got the final two courses, so... Don't have to worry about that again. <laughs> I never have to go back to Deep Jungle ever again! Yeah, the barrel courses are fine. I like how... I think both of them end with you hit one barrel into another. That's pretty satisfying to, like, nail that aim. I will... S- I will say that the second one's kind of annoying, because you have to, like, go around the bottom, and I feel like that's kind of tedious. Um, you know what I mean? Like, walk around the edges of the course. Uh, I guess so.
0: I really... I mean, I, I liked most of it, so I can't complain too much. But I did really kind of enjoy that. I'm just like, you know, you have to look high and low to beat all the barrels. But if you're not paying attention... I mean, so I think the, the first course is definitely... Like, it, you know, it show. It doesn't hide any cards from you. It's like, alright, probably from where you spot, you can see 99% of the barrels. Like, maybe one's behind a pillar at this angle, or, like, obscured by a platform. But, you, you know, it is it is very literally what you see is what you get. Whereas, uh course number two says, alright fam,
1: let's see what you can do. I don't really see it as, like, a find the barrels minigame. Like, I don't see it as, like, explore to, like, get them all. I see it as keep hitting the barrels so like the second course has a lot of downtime which just isn't fun to me like i feel like the challenge should be like i mentioned like hit the barrels in the most efficient way possible where like you use the Mm -hmm. least amount of strikes when there's just like one or two barrels that you have to like go way out of your way to to get like that's that kind of feels beside the point of the minigame but Who's to say? Because there's only two courses, so there's not really an established yeah. goal, so to speak. I'm actually surprised it isn't, like, a full minigame. Much like Jungle Slider, where you do the one, and then you can go back to it. Like, i was surprised there aren't more barrel courses. There's
0: 15 versions of Jungle Slider, yeah. <laughs> but there's only two barrel courses. What the hell, more?
1: Yeah, and it even has its own soundtrack. Its own song. <laughs> yeah! So yeah, it was special. <laughs> you'd think there'd be more to it, but you run through it, and then Phil still says, "Get out of here, losers!" And you need a pass, so our heroes leave, uh, downtrodden. But then a a nice a nice stranger, uh, in Hades, shows up, and I love how Donald's the only one who's actually sus- suspicious of him.
0: Uh, Uncle Hades just wanted to give you some drugs, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Sora doesn't suspect anything, so he just takes the pass. What
0: can go wrong?
1: <laughs> now we can get into the games proper with the preliminaries. So, Phil has the warning that some real weirdos have signed up for the games, which, I love the image of all the Heartless teams, like, actually signing up.
0: <laughs> it was like a registration table, and they all have to, like, single file lines yeah. sign up for the games. <laughs> and their teams, they come with their team name, but yes, they... <laughs>
1: But then some of them are like just all mages, so like how did they sign up? They don't have any hands.
0: <laughs> they have weird little almost like bird crow's feet uh, kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe they, I mean, damn. I don't know. They, they, they can do it. Sometimes you gotta phone a friend, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, just get a get a soldier to help you out. But um, yeah, now you can use your thunder in action. Uh, Which is very handy, because I thought, for some reason I thought that the yellow, wait, red, Blue Rhapsody, Red Nocturne, Yellow Opera, yes. Yellow Opera, yep. (laughs) For some reason I thought they were introduced in this world, so, because that's kind of a pattern of, like, give a spell and then immediately it's not useful. Um, But no, it's just um, the red and blues. I don't remember when yellow show up. I guess, probably in Drivers Town too, but...
0: They, yes, they, we, they will show up at, in Lillian in our next world. Yes. not You're not wrong to uh, associate the ill with the Coliseum, because they they do show up in drugs. Yeah. Just not, but yeah, but not in the preliminary cup, actually. It's kind of funny.
1: Yep, so feel free to use thunder to your heart's content.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, we had our, uh, we had our red, our, uh, a red nocturne moment of "ha! I can cast fire now! I'm unstoppable!" Introduce enemy that is yeah. resistant to fire, but no, that doesn't, doesn't happen this time, at least.
1: So pretty much immediately, I think it's yeah, right after your first match, you get you get that cutscene where where we get a cloud sighting, the one and only,
0: cloud strife, baby. <laughs> Except he brought his Vincent Valentine cosplay.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask what's. What's going on with his outfit there? (laughs) I I didn't know who Cloud was when I first played, so I just assumed this is what he looked like. Do you remember, maybe you don't, but like, around the time Kingdom Hearts 2 came out... Yes. I remember there would be like a lot of fan art online of just bad photoshops of mixing and matching different parts of the characters... Mm, okay. And I remember Cloud's crazy get up with, like, the the cape and, like, the claw, like, like on Donald or something.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that sounds... <laughs> that sounds like your angel and your devil right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Kingdom Hearts community is wild. Okay,
0: so yeah, I have, I have Cloud Kingdom Hearts 1 up right now. So, I I don't think this is true anymore, but I remember... Thinking, or th- not thinking, I remember a while ago, maybe not, maybe like t- five, ten years ago, uh, hearing that they Nomura wanted Vincent Valentine to be in there, but then Cloud was more popular, Ooh. and then just decided to mash the two up, essentially, at the end of the day. I
1: mean, yeah, that's what you do with and sources. I tried, and...
0: try- yeah, yeah, I tried looking for that information or where it came from, and I couldn't find it from a credible source, or like from the mouth... From the mouth of Nomura himself, I was kind of looking for that. Mm -hmm. So if anyone does, like, 100% know, hit me- hit your boy up! Because now I'm, like, really hankering to know, like, the truth behind it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, so I- from what I've read slash remember, I may not be able to- to cite exactly, but... Yeah, I think the idea was... Kind of work in some of Vincent's look because to like get across this idea of Cloud struggling with his darkness, basically. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I bred into. Yeah, so they wanted him to look edgy.
0: I I didn't really realize this growing up, but underneath all of his darkness, he does have his sol- for soldier first class uniform.
1: Yes, at the end of the day.
0: So there's still the pauldron. There's still his his blue vest, his pants, his boots. They added <laughs> his his original design already has belts, but Nomura said, "Nah, girl, I gotta give this boy more belts because he's got he's got a weird like hip guard. He also has belts around his shins to hold the baggy pants in place." Uh, Nomura, I love you, but like, what you doing, my dude? I mean, the has belts. There's a little additions to his pauldron. His yeah, his left hand has the claw glove which when i growing up i thought that was his actual hand like it's like it's becoming grotesque i don't understand what that is uh vincent has like an elaborate yellow gauntlet so i'm pretty sure that's just part of vincent's uh, okay. design bleeding in yeah cuz vincent has he has one hand which is well he has one hand he has a his two hands but he has a you know one hand where he always uses his pistol and the other hand is like the clawed hand i'm pretty sure
1: uh-huh
0: but yeah he has he has vincent's uh cape Shaw combination. For some reason his Buster Sword is now bandaged, mummified, basically. <laughs> and depending on when depending on the scenario, sometimes he has a devil wing to mimic Sever yeah. to mirror so Sephiroth's
1: what's, one. What's going on with that? Because that's 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 just completely taken out of nowhere, right? Basically, yeah. I mean yeah, it's
0: it's just made to mirror Sephiroth at the end of the day, but it's
1: I don't know. So I played FF7 last year, but all the story intricacies, I don't remember everything. But, like, there isn't, like, an implicit connection between Sephiroth and Cloud. Right? No.
0: There is... You think there is... Well, as the story plays out, you're led to believe that there is a connection between the two characters. They have a past. That kind of all is... Mr. Purpose, Purpose, like, Purpose Story Misdirection. Yep. And Cloud basically at the, end of the day remembering things wrong for, you know, for reasons I won't super go into, because some people may want to yeah. play 7, or people who care about Remake may not want to know if potentially Remake goes in that area.
1: It's not like Sephiroth is, like, literally a piece of Cloud like the dialogue suggests no. in Kingdom Hearts.
0: Correct. And people who haven't played 7, kind of, uh, I remember I had a lot of people asking me, like, is Cloud a part of, like, is Cloud, like, Oh, sorry, is off the darkness in Cloud's heart? Yeah. I'm like, not literally, but uh, <laughs> was a, my response a lot.
1: Yeah, the fact that Nomura added this wing to, like, make draw like a visual comparison between the two yeah it's just weird to me like i don't i don't think there's been any uh final fantasy 7 like media between kingdom hearts and the game's release so like this would kind of be like the first stage of kind of leaning into that story yes idea.
0: the to my knowledge and someone can someone tell me i'm wrong by looking into it before i do but the compilation of final fantasy 7 started after kh1
1: to my knowledge the movie Advent Children. I know that that movie really leans into like Cloud and Sephiroth are destined to fight forever, basically. Yes. So basically, yeah, yeah. There, there are two Clouds, basically. You know, Final Fantasy VII Cloud, and then everything after Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yep. Because I know another thing with Cloud is a lot of people are either for or against like how broody he's become. Because that's not really how he is in the original FF7. So, like, some people don't see that as part of his character, and other people do, which is why they love him. So, this is definitely kind of the impetus for that, I would say. Because, I mean, just look at the man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: There is... (sighs) There's a lot of for and against Cloud being this brooding character. He He literally goes through an identity crisis in his own game. But kind of where he lands after has always been kind of muffled, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's been really all over the place. Yeah. But here he is. He is edgy boy supreme.
1: I do think it's cool how this is. I mean, for every Final Fantasy character, really, but this is the first real three D model of him that actually looks good. So, like, I imagine yes. that's something that people were super jazzed about, and then. He looks like this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I'm trying
0: to think. Uh, Nomura isn't... Uh, God, Metal Gear... Who did Metal Gear Solid? I,
1: Hideo I Kojima. Right
0: Kojima, thank you. I I was blanking on Kojima's name. He isn't as on-the-nose as Kojima, the, who literally includes a man called Die Hard Man, into Death Stranding. But I was kind of thinking... I mean, the the wing is there to mirror Sephiroth, but I, I could see it... It is a hundred percent meant to be a mirror, but I was also thinking of. I'm just. Think, I'm trying to think of Vincent's motifs and Vincent's designs, obviously. And Vincent can transform into monsters, so I guess that that could lead into the wing. But okay. you know, I think I, I th- I'm left definitely reading in it way too much. Yeah, but I just thought I'd i mention that really quickly.
1: Clouds voiced by Steve Burton, who, as far as I could tell, he's just a soap opera actor. <laughs> yes he was on yes oh that's what's wonderful
0: (laughs) what's wonderful I mean it's so weird and I love it
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I guess if that's if you got a character that you're trying to make all broody and emotional that's it's a good spot to go to that's the person
0: you go to I guess (laughs) but it it did kind of like Cloud is such an out of left field role for him because I don't think he's done any really voiceover roles before or even after Cloud whatsoever. He's just mainly been like a dra- like a small-time dramatic actor.
1: Yeah. He does a good job, though. I I think his voice is pretty good.
0: His voice is pretty monotone. So... Yeah. Hey, if you only have to hit one tone, and you can hit that one tone, then technically you are doing a good job.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, after the Cloud sighting, you make your way through the rest of the films, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about the I- different... Victory animations, because 'cause they're oh, all pretty fun. Oh, 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 oh.
0: Yes, we
1: can. So he does the uh Oh yeah, where he like stretches back real man spready and then he like pumps his fist in the air. Mm-hmm. And so each of them are based off of Titus, Cloud, and Leon's victory animations from seven, eight, and nine or seven, eight, and ten. So the fist pump one is kinda of based off of Titus's victory animation from Ten. I i from from what I've seen, I haven't actually played Ten, but I I saw a video kind of explaining this a while ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he has the uh the one-two swipe with the keyblade, turn around, put it on his shoulder. <laughs> that is pulled from Leon and F- FF8. Yep. And then naturally the one everyone knows, the twirl the keyblade, put it on his shoulder, which is pretty much exactly what Cloud does in his victory animation in seven. <laughs> so if Sora of were to ever make it in Smash, which we won't get into it, so that could be a whole episode in itself, but there you go, <laughs> you have all three of his taunts right there, baby. <laughs> That's the power of the keyblade.
0: <laughs> Thought that uh, the fist pump on was something different.
1: Maybe I'm lying.
0: I <laughs> remember looking to this when I played it, but I did not write this down. I think it's someone else from Final Fantasy 8. Give me a second to look at the party list, and I think I might be able to recognize the name. Zell from 8. How could I forget Zell? He's got a horrible Mike Tyson face tat. Sorry to everybody, but you're going to hear the clickety clack on the railroad track right now. All FF8 battle poses. Zell stretches his hands while standing. For pumping his fist, followed by two quick punches. Okay. So, in the Kingdom Hearts, whenever Sora wins a battle in the Coliseum, he will perform Squalls, Clouds, or Zell's Victory Pose. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. And it also, I mean, I guess, hashtag Fast Facts. Uh, in Chain of Memories, Sora will always perform Clouds, while Riku will always perform Squalls. Ooh,
1: nice. But, yeah, I really like the, um, the twirly one, because it gives you a good look at the Keyblade, uh, specifically. The sure. keychain, at the end. So,
0: I feel like that's always been my
1: favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's just the most simple. It makes the most sense. Uh, keep on moving through the prelims. I guess before before we get before we go too
0: further, were there any preliminary matches that like stuck out to you? Because I don't think there were many that stuck oh, no. out to me not personally. I remember a lot of the. I remember a lot of the cup battles, but not the pre like the prelims. I was like, Duh, I guess what, the
1: no? um, I think it's called like Blue Revenge where it's just a bunch of Blue Rhapsodies. Um, that one could be a little tough, because there's just a lot of them and then a lot of projectiles going around, but, I mean, yeah, but they're Rex, all yeah. pretty samey, to be honest. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really interesting to know where I was like, ooh, let's talk about that. So
0: Exactly, like, the the, the names were always fun to read yes. and, you know, and then see the, the team comps.
1: Yes, which is... Something that's sorely missing from Kingdom Hearts is Colosseum, but we'll talk about that when mm-hmm. we get to it. <laughs> Let's just enjoy this moment. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you get to the prelims, and then you come face-to-face with the man himself, Cloud, at the end. And this is another one of those optional fights where you can win or lose. I I did win. You better. Gotta be a gotta real gamer. Gotta yeah, real he's, game. he's not too bad, honestly. Because um, his moves are very telegraphed.
0: Yes, so I think it, I think it's similar to Squall. Like, sorry, sorry Leon. Sorry, um, he has a lot of hardening moves. So if you do rush in and you yes. know, don't pay attention, you you're, you're gonna get you're, you're gonna get your crap creamed. But as it, you know, you tank, you hang back and you dodge his attacks. I mean, it's, again, it's just like Leon, like you have to be careful. I mean, the point of the game is to not get hit, obviously. Yep. But for a character like this, you definitely want to avoid getting hit because a few combos and you might be on your last legs.
1: Yeah, I think the trickiest part for him is just finding your opening. So, it's usually right after his, like, three three swings where he does, like, the...
0: Yeah, his little one-two. Yeah. Not really cross-slash, but I always call it cross-slash. Yeah,
1: so, like, you kind of want to start it, like, halfway through the third hit, but it's hard because then... You can't really get a finisher off because then you'll just clank with him because that big old sword. They got that big boy sword. <laughs> Other than that, it's um... when he does the jump and downward thrust move, um, he has a lot of, yep. a lot of in lag from that. So you can usually get a full combo in for that.
0: Definitely, yeah. yeah, You can... you could. He'll always lock onto you, so it's it's pretty easy to just wait for him to kind of come down, dodge yep. roll, so you're not too far away from him, and just kind of turn around and be like, "Now nah, I'm going to hit yeah,
1: exactly. you." Exactly. Yeah. So. Other than that, just keep dodging when he does his his Sonic Blade, and then you'll it, you'll be pretty <laughs> fine.
0: The Sonic Blade voice cry uh, is embedded in your brain at this point. It lives oh. rent, it lives rent oh. free in my
1: head. It's <laughs> <Is that gasps> the best you can do. <laughs> um, at one point in my fight, it was really funny. Uh, Donald had revived, and I guess he forgot where he was because he literally just waltzed up to Cloud with his like little dainty Donald walk. And he didn't even have a staff out. <laughs> and then he just immediately got thwacked.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I think I, uh, I think I had the same thing. Donald Goofy, Donald goes first, obviously, because Goofy has, Goofy has an actual block box to technically with his shield and can block certain attacks, yeah. but, and also he, he literally is chunkier and has more health. But yeah, Donald Goofy tend to go down in this fight.
1: Yeah, don't worry about them.
0: Uh, but this is one of the fights where Cloud is mainly going to focus you, so as long as you take care yep. of you, you, you you should be okay. But I think I had a similar instance where I was like, Donald Goofy been down for a long time, and Donald's like, Then he revives, and I think he immediately got hit by Sonic Blade and went right back down. Yep.
1: <laughs> Once you win, <laughs> I just love the smash cut to Cloud just getting pulverized by Cerberus. <laughs> Just like it's a, it's, oh, yeah, it's like a family like the, guy uh, cut, <laughs> you know, like when they they like fall down <laughs> and like one of yeah. them, <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened.
0: Yeah, like I I guess uh, should we mention the, the 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 very little story bit of,
1: yes. <laughs> of the Colosseum? Yeah, once you go and explain.
0: Yeah. So after uh, Uncle Hades gives us, stro- I mean, not cocaine, totally a pass into the Colosseum. Uh, halfway during your prelims, he mentions you You see, like, a, behind the gate, him and Hayes are talking, and he mentions, you're gonna have to fight that kid at some point. And he's like, that kid's not part of the deal. He's like, yes, I know. I asked you just to kill Hercules. but You gotta get through him to get to the kid. Mm-hmm. And Sora is, uh, not Sora, Cloud is very much like, you hired me for this one job, and there's the, I kind of forget what the payoff is, to be honest with you, of why they're they're in this deal, but Cloud, I mean, to be fair, Cloud is a mercenary. Like, Seven starts off with you assaulting mm-hmm. the uh, Sector 1 reactor, and there are a lot of, Cloud makes a lot of remarks that, I'm here just for the money. I'm here just for the money. I don't care about your cause.
1: Yeah, he he just says, my contract says. So you you might be right. It might just be yeah. like, for money.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think he really makes any mention. In my head, I always thought this was post-Seven, because Lily Kingdom Hearts is like, well, in our in our own timeline, like years after I think that's a completely different
1: but... continuity, to be honest. Because they're not actually from mm. Midgar, you know what I mean?
0: Sure, Yeah, true, at the end of the day. They pull from their experiences in their original games. Yeah, so like,
1: it's it probably hits a lot of the same beats, but just differently. So I, I think it's safe to assume that, yeah, he's kind of like a bounty hunter type.
0: Yeah, because even, I'm thinking of 2, when he sees Aerith and Orteva for the first time. There's kind of like this, like, oh, I haven't seen you in a little while, but it may just be more of a east, I guess, an homage to the characters' original backstories, as opposed to like we totally took, we totally fought big, uh, big giant alien creatures in the sky and yeah. something. and and
1: obviously, you know, Earth's still around, so things shook out True. differently. So why, <laughs> so why did Hades betray Cloud?
0: Uh, rule number three: accidents happen.
1: <laughs> it, uh, so it, I think. Well, is that literally it? Like he didn't mean for Cerberus to stomp on him? It just happened.
0: <laughs> no, I think it. To- I think he totally. I think once he reala, I my I've always thought that once he realized... once he sees or realizes that Cloud isn't gonna make it past Sora, uh, oh well, might as well let the dog loose and you know do as much damage so as I can. So what what happens
1: when um when he the fight? Because Sora, because that means Cloud did his job. That's also true. Unless he, uh... like, doesn't kill him? I, I don't remember, because I'm just so good at the game, I haven't seen the the losing cutscene in a long time. Because, <laughs> yeah, it make, it makes sense if you beat Cloud, and he's like, okay, well, you're not useful for me anymore, but...
0: I think Phil throws in a towel at some point. Okay, I'm, I'm watching the cutscene really quickly right now. Maybe edit this out, I'm not sure. But... Okay, Cla- Cloud falls down, and Phil Phil literally thro- tries to throw on a towel, but Hades is blocking the way. And
1: Cloud Cloud. Yes. It's all coming back to me.
0: But yes, after after
1: after reviewing the footage, Your Honor, uh, yes,
0: uh, Sora is basically on his knees, and Phil's like, "But don't!" <laughs> and even even though uh, Hades blocks Phil from saying like this kid gives up, Cloud does go in for the killing blow, but then stops. So I guess okay. in either way, there is. Cloud lost the fight. He's in no use to me. Miles will let Cerberus do his thing. Got it. Or, oh, you don't wanna, you don't wanna do what I told you, huh? Well, okay.
1: that makes sense. So yeah, big puppy dog comes in, but uh, careful because his bark and bite are equally big. But the day is saved by the not himbo himself, Hercules. Herk! Hercules shows up and. Meanwhile, Phil tells everyone, Phil kind of rustles up, uh, sort on goofy the GTFO, and then <laughs> you immediately get the option to go back in, and Phil's like, "Yeah, alright, <laughs> yep. I love how Phil's, like, putting on this act of, like, oh, I wish, I wish I could help, but, ugh, you know, I, I had this sprained hub, you know, like, I, I really shouldn't, <laughs> but my doctor said not to... Put too much strain on my back. It's just Phil is a trainer of heroes, <laughs> not a hero himself. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much, and certainly Sora, Donald, Goofy decide that. Oh wait, actually, we can't take him. So you go back in uh, to get your big boss battle of the world, and I really love this choice of a boss because. It's just another diversion from the movie, because Cerberus really isn't a factor in the movie. I was actually surprised when I rewatched mm-hmm. how little Cerberus is in it. Like, there's the scene where, uh, the first scene of Hades in the underworld where Cerberus is, you know, guarding the gate, quote-unquote, and then Hades tosses him a giant stake, yep. and then the three heads fight over it. Basically, that's maybe, like, mm-hmm. 15 seconds, if that, or 20, maybe and then way 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 yeah, way, the... way 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 way, way at the end hercules rides them like a horsey and shows up on haiti's doorstep and then they're just they just immediately submit <laughs> like there, there's no like scene yeah. of them like fighting with hercules it's just oh he he beat him so like yeah he probably has 30 seconds of screen time in total
0: i think that aids or ha- helps this fight be a little more iconic we should mention that this is along with stealth sneak it is one of the Early like roadblock fights like this will be a challenge for you. So I've just had vivid memories of kid. I got two words for you: attack.
1: (laughs) Totally. Although I think I think the challenge is more like in your head. I think he's just really intimidating because he's so huge. Oh, definitely. So like you're just more panic stricken and like. Yeah, it's really awesome how you just have this giant boss, like, so early in the game. Aside from, like, the final, final boss, and I guess Oogie's Manor, he's probably the biggest boss in the whole game. No, there's giant Ursula, never no, mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a lot of giant characters, but the more the merrier, why not? This is one of the uh, few Colosseum fights we get where the arena, they're under boundaries, basically. You can jump You can jump into the stage. You can jump into the populated stands and run around. but that, I mean, they are dead and nobody's in
1: them. But um, before the fight actually starts, um, just the cutscene where they actually enter the arena. Like, to me, that shot of Cerberus, like, turning its heads backward. And then there's little Sordal and Goofy. Goofy's got his shield up, like, all, like, hiding behind it. Like, to me, that shot is just Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell.
0: This is big this is real big boss. Yep. I'm gonna go hit it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like Cerberus is like a pretty pretty scary design, all things considered. So it's like this like pretty pretty deep contrast between this giant hideous monster and then Donald Duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but it's awesome. And like I, I I distinctly remember this was also one of the um the shots on the back of the the PS2 box. Mm-hmm. So good. It's just like this game's gonna be so awesome probably the most fun fight so far I would say what do you think
0: mm-hmm. yeah this is a it, he can be a big pain in the butt most definitely he's got a lot of moves so, I guess surprisingly not surprisingly like he's already a big intimidating process but then he has like about four or five distinct moves that he can do as well
1: yeah he's got his chompy chomps which those all kind of have various variations on them He's got yeah. the fireballs, which are extremely detailed. I don't know why they look like you know the <laughs> core of the earth, basically.
0: They look like like small suns, almost. Basically, yeah.
1: He's got um, his uh, dark vomit,
0: dark breath. Yeah.
1: His steps don't hurt you, do they?
0: I I don't know. I think I think. No, it's, it's just the pounce, or, like, the ground pound that does the shockwave, yeah?
1: Yeah, 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 like when he rears up and then slams down, yes.
0: Yes. I think I'm thinking of a different giant black
1: yeah. creature
0: much later in the game that we will talk about here, because we'll start to have bad flashbacks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty solid fight, but I was surprised, and again, Jungle King comes in super handy here, because he's a big boy, and you're gonna need that reach. But um, I was surprised how quickly I took him out this time. So my strategy was when he kneels in to, you know, get his dinner and do the Bitey Bites. The timing's weird because I I usually go for the right head. So, like, he'll do a chomp. But then, like, very quickly after that, he'll follow it up with another chomp. So you gotta be careful because if you go in for a hit, um, you'll get hit by the second one. So what I do is after his first chomp... I'll just get off a quick two combo without the finisher back off. And then he does another big chomp. And then that's when you can get the full three end for the finisher. So I was doing that. And then I would sprinkle in some blizzards because you can hit all three heads and do pretty good damage. And I, I, I don't know. I just assumed he'd be weak to it because he's a fire creature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
0: he has an actual in-game resistance or, or I wouldn't, no, I guess resistance, sorry, is the wrong word, but, uh,
1: like, modifiers. I think he's just flat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he's flat 1.0 to magic. Except gravity, obviously. Yeah. Uh, because gravity doesn't work on bosses really. And we don't have gravity yet. But, uh, similar strategy, but not. So, I, I did we talked about it too much at this point, but I, uh, I went my usual route, so I did Wonderland and then to Olympus Colosseum. So, I still had King P at this point, but I would to, I think I may have talked about this already, but a lot of the times, for those who go to Olympus, and Cerberus is a big roadblock, if you do what I did, I guess, there is a recommendation to get to Cerberus or just do Deep Jungle first, because, as you mentioned, Jungle King with the extra reach yep. is going to be very helpful in this scenario.
1: That's the route I would always take when I was younger, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so I Kingdom Key. Well, i think trying to think what are the differences. I didn't have Jungle King, so I Kingdom Key. I didn't have Cure. I think those are the big or, no, I wouldn't say the big two, but I guess, I guess they are big two. I think those are the two differences to make note of. Uh, and I didn't use Blizzard. I would use Thunder periodically. Uh, it does a good amount, and also just because the, the randomness of trying to get the three heads. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes it'll work in your favor a lot. Sometimes you whiff every single Thunderstrike, so. Yeah. I, I, think it re- I think it really depends. But the same strategy of uh, one, two, don't do a third, don't do a finisher. Um, but yeah, their tells like Cerberus. Will he do two, two quick bites? Will the a linger? So I think you know, by one you, after you see him do, like you recognize the pattern. As you were saying, there are some times where you can pull off the, the finisher when you know the heads are going to linger for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you want to do one, two, back off, go in for one, two, back off again. Yeah,
1: just just err on the side of caution, and eventually you'll get them. Much mm-hmm. like Claddy Definitely. boy. Definitely. But yeah, eventually you will get him, and uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but I love how in Kingdom Hearts 1, I love the blur effect you get when you land the final hit on the boss, and like it goes into slow-mo. I think pretty much every other game, it's, um, it'll just kind of do like the freeze frame, and the camera zooms in on you, and then it kind of like rotates around. But like here, like, yeah, I always liked how like... Everything kind of goes into slow mo, and then I always try to strike like a really dramatic pose of like you know doing a keyblade hit in the air right before the camera goes out. Uh, it's just so satisfying.
0: Yeah, it can it makes for some weird moments if you're not pre- if you're not prepared for it. And the last boss fight I did, I had an awkward. It ended awkward. Like I tried to end in like an action pose, basically, mm-hmm. because uh, we're all we're all just big children and you want to look cool. <laughs> so usually, like, oh, I did the final hit. I'll then. Most of the bosses we fight so far you have had to do aerial combos like guard armor, trick master, Cerberus, stealth Snake as well because his hitbox is kind of like his torso. Usually it's like, okay, the boss is now dead. Now jump and do like a swing so it looks cool as it fades to black and blurs Exactly. And slows down. <laughs> I do like it.
1: Yep, that's that's that for old Serbi. We then cut to a cutscene with Hercules, kind of giving us a little pep talk. I hereby dub thee Junior Hero. Hey, what do you mean Junior Hero? You saw I gotta take split for
0: the big leagues!
1: <laughs> so Hercules is voiced by Sean Astin. None other than that yep. good old Samwise Gamgee of the Shire. And that's weird to me because... Sean Astin's way more famous than the actual Hercules actor, so like Tate Donovan, yeah. <laughs> it's very funky that Sean
0: Astin. Oh, I should also mention Sean Astin is only kh One Herc.
1: Yeah, and every other one, it's yeah, it's the original,
0: the original voice actor. So I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is Cage One. This is like the this is the experimental game. Like the will this concept work? So maybe like my first thought was, well, this was two thousand one. Maybe I'm I'm pretty sure that the the Lord of the Rings trilogy was filmed over the course of a year and a half, just continuously. Yes, I think so. Over the years, they chopped it up into its you know the three films that it came to be basically. Yep. My first thought was Sean Astin wouldn't be available, but I'm I'm doing reverse logic on myself. That would mean he would. God, I don't know why I did Sean Astin. I'm just an idiot. i think in my head for some reason i was thinking oh why is the original voice actor not going to be around to record and then for some i guess i just confused sean astin and tate donovan but yeah it's really weird that they didn't get tate donovan because he's herc yeah. in the original movie he's herc throughout the original series
1: and then just hey uh sean astin's here hi friends i will say that um i do like sean astin's hercules i, I think it fits the character yeah it's not
0: bad by any means necessary it's just weird that it's like why did we get sean Aston of
1: all people yeah it's very and random
0: like not the original
1: <laughs> yeah i will say hercules is kind of characterized differently in kingdom hearts than he is in the game what oh, you mean the,
0: the movie
1: yeah yeah it feels like it takes place a decent amount of time after the events of the movie because uh, hercules mm-hmm. just feels quote-unquote wiser like he's much more the like hero role model he feels complete. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of the point of him. But um, yeah, I, I think I actually like him here better as kind of like a mentor for Sora, yeah, he's basically. The, he's the
0: hero after the journey is complete. Yeah. Because he doesn't really, I mean, mind you, there are not many story beats for Herc in, in, in this one at least. But he, you know, it's just like you said, he gives advice and he's cheering you on.
1: Yeah. In the quest.
0: Yeah. As junior heroes! He's a nice
1: a nice wholesome role model. And it's very nice. Yep, But I, I do resent him for for claiming that he wore Cerberus down before we <laughs> got a shot. Like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> that
0: punk actually took down Cerberus. Ah! I wore him
1: down. Phil tells you to come on back, because the game's can't start, until he cleans up the mess from Cerberus. Because, yeah, the... The Colosseum looks like a real wreck.
0: <laughs> There's so much to repair.
1: <laughs> After we head out from the lobby, uh, I love how clouds just kind of cornered the exit. Like, no, you're gonna have to talk to me. <laughs> so it's just like, well, oh, you can... awkward. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, you
0: can return via the uh, you can return via the save point, can't you? I don't think so. I know it's one of the the one thing I don't know about cage save points. I guess. But fun fact is there's some safe points that are like uh like a glowing spot on the ground and like a small border yeah and there are some that just like are a little i, I can't remember the the terminology i was about to use but they're just like a by this point they're just like two 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 swirls essentially yeah
1: i'm, al- I'm almost positive that you you can't use it um to get to the gummy ship because you can just go two rooms away e- even if you could like i'm sh- I'm sure the game would lock you out anyway because you need to have that cutscene, yeah. and then you need to get Sonic Blade. So,
0: yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I just picked up my game, and I'm like, oh, I'm at Olympus Coliseum. So I always thought in my head you could return to the Gummy Ship, but now that I'm thinking and like remembering, yes, you have to go. You have to go through. You have to go through the door anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, the cutscene has to happen.
1: So, yep, we get a little little heart to heart of talking about light and darkness and the meaning of life can we assume because cloud says something like i'm looking for my light oh wait actually yeah in this cutscene he kind of explains his reasoning for joining up with hades he says something like hades said he'd help me find it yes which why would you go to the god of dead to find your light but that's neither here nor there but um can we assume that cloud is talking about finding eris
0: i think we can assume that yes it's not a hundred... It's God. It's not even 50% clear, uh-huh. but Aerith seems like the only thing that kind of fits that framework of I'm looking for my light. Uh-huh. I mean, there again, there's, uh, there's other things you can kind of pick and choose and look at, but... And the reason I always thought that this is post-game cloud is because of this... I think of this line, because post-game cloud is very depressive. Instead of, like, very moody and broody, uh-huh. he is very, like... He seems lost, almost, in his post-main-game appearances. This this kind of feels very much like that. Like, I'm looking for a purpose, and I'm, look, I'm looking for my light, basically.
1: Yeah. So there's a confusing line after... Well, it's not really confusing, but it's more the animation that's confusing. So he says... Or Sora says, I'm searching for my light, too. And then Cloud says, don't lose sight of it. And then he hands yep. something to Sora. It's confusing, because it's like, okay, is he saying, don't lose sight of your light? Is he saying... Don't lose sight of this thing I gave you.
0: Oh, he's a, I, he's 100% saying don't lose sight of your light.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just weird how they pair it, like, specifically. Like, I think the camera might even zoom in a little on him. Like, it's like a very particular animation where he just, like, daintily hands Sora, whatever. It's
0: almost like sitcoms. Like, here's camera A looking at the trio. Here's camera B looking at Cloud. And whoever's talking gets the camera pointed at them. Yeah. And then Cloud starts to walk past him and then he a little. He literally hands you your ability. Yeah, Yeah. like,
1: it would have been a little smoother if he says, don't lose sight of it, beat, and then he hands him the whatever. But yeah, Yeah. it's also weird how he just hands him a physical manifestation of the knowledge to use Sonic Blade. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we got Sonic Blade now, which is our first limit. Yeah, I... I'm not really a fan. Like it's cool, but I don't think the MP's worth it personally because it is very limited. It's just a ground-based attack, so I feel like more often than not, when I use it, I don't actually really hit anything.
0: It, I think, yeah, I think out of all of the of all the limits, it is the worst. And to be fair, it's the one you get earliest on anyway, so it kind of does make sense. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I can also agree. With the execution, it can go. That it can go south really quickly. So if you're if you're not auto locked onto something, sword just kind of goes where he wants at the end of the day. So it's it's good it's good to use in a crowd of foes that aren't airborne whatsoever. But yeah, if you deviate from the group, which can happen very easily because you're zip zap zopping all over the place, you just eventually like oh, I'm gonna Sonic Blade into a wall five times yeah. and then you call it a night.
1: <sighs> or if you're like on a surface, like a ray surface or in an area where <laughs> you can fall off, like that will 100% happen. And then you'll just waste oh, your
0: magic. Yep. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: I guess the one cool thing is, doesn't it, it leave the enemies stunned after you hit them with it?
0: Correct. I'm not sure if the if it's 100% guaranteed. Right. Yeah, I feel like it's a perc- percentage. But yes, any anyone who survives the Sonic Blade <laughs> usually ends up being
1: yeah. Uh, stunned. Yeah. So, I probably won't be using it too much, but it's nice to have. But, yep, that's pretty much the world. We get one final cutscene of Hades being up to no good, and... As he is. Yeah, Maleficent shows up to basically taunt him, and I love how Hades is just so dismissive over...
0: So yeah, this. This is my fight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like again, it just goes to show that all the other villains aren't really invested in this plan as much as Melissa is. They're just kind of going along for the ride. Except for, except for Jafar. Jafar. He's, I think we kind of mentioned, he's like kind of the second in command.
0: He shows actual like ambition outside of this is my game slash war. This is my game. This is my world. This is my plot. I'm going to adhere to that. He kind of breaks outside of that a little bit. I think Hades, everyone
1: else is much more interested in furthering their own goals. Basically.
0: Yeah, and Hades Hades is and isn't, like, he'll appear in other League of Villains cutscenes, but he is very, very hell-bent on, like, nobody better step foot in my Colosseum, I swear to God, or, you know,
1: he's like, "I I don't need your help. There's not a lot of loyalty between them, basically. Definitely. This is another one of those wacky cutscenes where if you do things out of order, it'll be different. If for <laughs> some reason you wait to complete Olympus Coliseum until after you defeat Maleficent, <laughs> uh, she, she will not show up in this cutscene. It'll just end... Like, right before she would show up normally.
0: Oh, so he he's, does uh, Hades just do the... He's perfect! Perfectly infuriating!
1: Yeah, and then he has this whole, like, oh, skip them in the games, ha-ha-ha. And then it just ends there, like... Oh! it just... doesn't show up to neg him.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned we mentioned during uh Yeah, we mentioned during Deep Jungle episode that you don't have to be in Olympus Coliseum, or you don't have to go to Olympus mm-hmm. at all. Why well, would you skip it? Because stuff, but... And yeah, at the end of the day, it's so weird. I mean, if you don't if you don't complete it, you wouldn't get Sonic Blade. I think that's... You wouldn't get Sonic Blade, you wouldn't get Inferno Band. You could do the barrels and get at least the Thunder and then peace out. But you aren't missing out a lot if you complete it, but that would be really weird.
1: Here's the interesting thing. If you miss Thunder, would you get it later when you get the upgrades?
0: I believe so, because every time... Yes. I feel I feel like and here's my thought, I may it be hundred here's what I remember. I may not be hundred percent accurate. Someone can definitely tell me I'm wrong or fact check me, please. I believe whenever you get the chance at magic it, it looks yeah. at your existing inventory. Or I guess inventory, you know, it looks at your existing thing and says, Oh, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have this magic, you now get this magic. Or, you know, it recognizes, it sees what level you're at, and then bumps it
1: up. Yeah, like, the later game spells, I'm thinking specifically of Iroh, but a lot of them you can do in different orders. It's so like, with Iroh, you can get either second version, like, you can get them in either order. So, yeah, like, Correct. regardless of which one you get, you'll get aurora and then Iroka. So, yeah. So, you okay. get Thundara from... Uh, second Ursula fight. So yeah, if you skipped Olympusium, you would get and Thunder. That then. would.
0: That's interesting. Also, you say Iroh.
1: You say Arrow.
0: I say air. I say Arrow. Like you use an and I'm like, why are we talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender now?
1: Yeah, I guess it's.
0: <laughs> I was very confused for I a guess moment. It's
1: arrow or Arrow, but
0: y- y- I mean, you do you obviously. Like I'm not here to be like, oh, Kevin, you're wrong. I'm sorry.
1: I say Iroh but specifically for Aurora and Iroga. Like, Aurora? That does not sound smooth at all. Aeroga. Aurora, yeah. Aurora
0: sounds fine, but Aurora Arora sounds like you're trying to say Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> like Aurora Borealis or Aurora Be wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, if we want to get into it, yeah, Aero. is the proper pronunciation, but. Aeroga is not a real word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's pretty much Olympus Colosseum for now. But obviously, you know, the big chunk of this world is all of the yep. cups and optional fights, which we will do later as its own episode. Um, we're just going through the story for now. And the story is super simple. Yes. But I think that's totally fine for what it is. It's, like you mentioned, it gives Sora and the gang, like, that sort of motivation of, we gotta be real heroes, which is really cute, and obviously fits the theme of the original movie very well. So, it's Definitely. it's fine. It's fun. Phil's fun. Herc's a good boy. Cerberus fight's cool. And, yeah, the story will slowly kind of expand as you go through the cups. Um, but not correct. too much but yeah we have not seen the last of us olympus coliseum
0: correct every, every time uh the twins or the, the twins the chipmunks will tell us whenever there is yeah. a new cup and they unlock at they unlock the really at story beats so yeah. you know you, you don't fear missing out like oh i gotta go check the coliseum every world it's very obvious hey i hear there's a tournament happening at the coliseum mm-hmm.
1: So, yep, we are headed back to Traverse Town to see what's going on with these G pieces. And lots and lots of things will happen during that second visit. So, stay tuned for next oh, episode. Oh, yeah.
0: Next episode we won't have two-hour game corner plus a little bit of Olympus Coliseum.
1: Well, you say that now. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review and... Let us know what you think. Yeah, after next episode, I think is when the game really, really shakes up. Um, So, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely.
0: We're out of, I mean, I, I we made a lot of fun of the, uh, the tutorial. I wouldn't say fun, but, you know, like, there's Awakening, there's Islands, there's Travestown Part 1. I, and I, I feel like I call those the tutorial worlds a lot, but this whole first yep. section feels like you're, like, you know... You're, you you can walk now. You're not. You're about to start running, but
1: yeah, exactly. Now
0: you've kind you've gotten your feet wet. Yep.
1: So until next time, this has been Kevin and Marshall with Kingdom Hearts by Heart. Any any other closing remarks on Olympus Coliseum or how you're feeling? Um, uh, cries and edginess. That's about it. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week, everyone. To the gummy ship, alrighty, and away. Bye! Bye Bye-bye!